0: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Today, we talk to two farm winners in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. We discuss seeding, pastures, and the impact of COVID 19 on markets and their farming operations. We have real agriculture looking at canola seeding stress. We take a look at new hybrid mustard varieties available to Saskatchewan farmers. And Farm Credit Canada launches $150 million to support farmers and the food industry. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. A farmer from Strongfield, about 200 kilometers northwest of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout Contest. Greg Bristol says the two-family farm operation covers about 7,000 acres. He says seeding has wrapped up on his farm.
4: We're actually doing pretty good. We just finished on Sunday.
0: So what did you put in this year? Uh,
4: spring wheat, red lentils and canola.
0: How's soil moisture?
4: Well, it was good. The last couple of days have uh, drawn it out a bit, though. I think we're starting to get a little short.
0: Did you change anything this spring, just because of markets?
4: Uh, the red lentil program, I guess we got back into it more than we were going to. Other than that, not too much.
0: When did you finish harvest, this spring or last fall?
4: <laughs> last fall, yeah.
0: bet you're happy with that. You bet. Now, tell me a little bit about the impact of COVID-19. Has it had any impact on your farming operation?
4: A little bit, I guess. We don't go into the office of any of the ag uh, retailers that we deal with or the grain terminals, but other than that, it's uh, almost life as normal on the farm, I guess.
0: What do you think about grain markets this year?
4: Well, I'm not too sure. Uh, They're not real strong, but I guess the red lentil market looks good right now.
0: Greg Bristow of Strongfield is today's 620 CKRM Spring Country Cookout winner with a meal from Peg's Kitchen and other treats. Strongfield is about 200 kilometres northwest of Regina. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. The 620 CKRM Country Cookout winner on Friday was a rancher at Lake Alma about 175 kilometers south of Regina. John Smigalski farms 960 acres, most of it in pasture. He says seeding in the area is making good progress.
3: Well, the seeding is going fine down in our area here and stuff. uh, We ourselves put in very little crop. We we put in a little bit of oats and stuff just for the animals, but we're mostly animals, horses and cattle. Uh, but the seeding around us here, there are larger farmers around us and I think they're just starting to kind of get near the end. Everything has been going real well. The wind the wind actually has been helping some of the farmers because of the moisture. We, it was quite excessively wet in the fall. So even even as ugly as the wind is, I think they appreciated it in some of the larger stubble fields. And some of the crops, they had to be combined this spring so they got the crops off and stuff and the fields were damp and and the wind actually did help guys you know trying to get in the fields
0: so what impact has covid-19 if any had on your farm your ranch
3: well i mean we like to go to the us quite regularly we we kind of get some of our parts across the border when the dollar is a little bit better than what it is today uh even just for a road trip we like to go to Plentywood or Williston or Minot uh that that's probably the biggest change for us down here we don't go to Weyburn or Regina much during this epidemic but uh but yeah it it's had an impact as far as just being able to get away from the farm and uh you know doing what we kind of like to do regular but otherwise we keep busy here and we got lots to do so
0: How's pasture and how's calving going?
3: Well the calving went actually exceptionally well this spring. We don't calve till the second week in April there so even even this year we've had 20 below during the night first part of April which was strange and the cold weather stayed a long time but but it, it went real well for us and most most guys around here I think.
0: And you said uh, it's been pretty wet so I assume pastures are pretty good.
3: The pastures are green. Everything is green in the hills here. We're in the hills. Anybody that's familiar with Lake Elma in southern Saskatchewan, by the U.S. border, uh, Big Muddy area and stuff like. I mean, Big Muddy isn't too far away from us to the west. And uh, you know, the hilltops. When you see the hilltops green, you know we got good moisture.
0: What are your thoughts on markets, especially cattle markets, right now?
3: Well, we had sold. We sold a couple, three dry cows here just. Just a while ago, and uh, a, year, a yearling, and and actually, you know, we were quite happy with uh, cows. Uh, they were 18-year-old cows, and they uh, they brought 60 to 60 cents, six cents a pound. Uh, you know, which which they weren't really large cows, so you know, they brought close to seven hundred dollars. But they're 18 years old, right? So uh, the cattle market maybe isn't as bad as you know it could have been and it's holding pretty good. Uh, I think the feeders are possibly down because they have nowhere to go with the locker, you know, the slaughter plant shut down. But uh, I think they're opening up now and they're starting to move some of the feedlot cattle so I don't think it got to be as bad as we maybe thought it would.
0: There have been talk of calf prices in the fall. What are your what are your expectations?
3: Uh, well, you know they can always be better but you know they can always be worse We've had calves sell in the fall for, you know, negative, negative margins for years, uh, years ago. As long as, you know, a person is able to make a profit uh, over and above and not just a break-even, I think we're going to be okay till the market comes back. But it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what the markets are going to do this stage of the game in the fall. I, I'm optimistic. I think they're going to be okay as long as uh, they get a handle on this virus. And uh, people still like their beef. Uh, you know, everybody everybody in Saskatchewan and western Canada likes their beef, so I think they'll be all right.
0: John Smogalski of Lake Alma was the winner in Friday's Spring Country Cookout Contest and says the food from Peg's Kitchen and the beverages were most welcome. Lake Alma is about 175 kilometres south of Regina.
1: Time now
5: for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. I'm Sean Haney with realagriculture.com. Making sure we get our canola crop out of the ground as consistently and evenly as possible is really, really critical to yield. Recently, Kara Oosterhouse of realagriculture.com talked to Russell Trischick of BSF.
1: So the reason we're talking today is to talk about both biotic and abiotic stresses on your canola seedlings with both emergence and survival. So what are some of the things you are telling producers right now?
2: Um, yeah, no, that's a uh, very... Hot topic this time of year obviously with uh, seed going into the ground so I think uh, as we go into the season and we start to talk to our our grower customers about the different stresses I mean I try to break it down into the two different buckets kind of kind of like you did so the abiotic stress um, you know really think of that as environment Um, in this time of year you're gonna obviously run into some colder temperatures um frosts which i I think are still popping up unfortunately here well into may um and then uh, you know depending on which part of the world could be dealing with with drought stress uh or or on the other end of the spectrum with with moisture stress so there's kind of those stresses that you need to take into consideration um and with those stresses because they kind of look the same really what we what we tell people to go is, is just go take a look at your crop if you see that your seedlings are coming up and and, uh, you know, they're purpling or, or, or showing some of those different signs of, of uh, abiotic stress. I mean, there's not a lot you can do, uh, but I mean, that's kind of the stuff we, we have people watch out for. And then I think maybe even a hotter topic than, than stress uh, caused by frost or cold is, is really kind of the biotic stresses. With canola in particular, everybody thinks of our, our uh, six-legged friends, the The flea beetle or the cutworm, uh, I think cutworm's got more legs than six, but, um, also, um, you know, diseases at this time of year are something that you have to kind of watch out for. So with canola in particular, we try to remind people, uh, not to forget uh, about the diseases because, um, you know, everybody's kind of focused on the on the insects uh, as they start to come up. But I think all of those things in combination, um, I mean, they're, they're really what we're, we're getting questions about and, and what we're starting to provide some feedback on for, for our customers.
1: So what are some of the tips you give to producers when they're trying to identify these stresses? And yeah, as you said, they all look alike. So what are some of the things we can do to kind of pick them apart? Um,
2: you know, I think... You know, and this applies to so many different things. Keeping an eye on your crop, Um, you know, plants, fortunately, you know, they tend to move slow relative to to maybe animals with displaying uh, stress responses. So, I mean, get in the habit of of driving, uh, you know, not just by your field every day, but, you know, you might want to stop and get out and and walk in and and just take a look. I mean, fortunately, most uh, most growers, you know, have been growing uh, different crops for long enough. They have a pretty good idea what right or or what healthy looks like and often you know they don't necessarily diagnose specifically something they just know something is wrong so I mean just going out there and keeping an eye on your crop first and foremost is um you know kind of probably the most important thing with most of the stresses unfortunately once the seed is in the ground uh you don't have a lot of options to to fix it with the exception of maybe a, a quick spray for insecticides so, I mean, at this time of year with seeding operations going, you know, a lot of the conversations we have and a lot of the information we have is, is you know, geared towards maybe preparing for, for the stress. Uh, so, you know, instead of telling a grower, you know what, you're going to see a purpling plant, it might turn blue, uh, leaves might cup, because that really doesn't help them, uh, you know, because it's kind of after the fact, um, you know, trying to have – You know, smart, intelligent conversations with them about what they can do to really mitigate the response to the stress because of how unpredictable they are is, is, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that uh, I've been focusing on. So
1: So what are some of these mitigative techniques they can uh, tackle?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the million dollar question, right? So to me, um, with canola in particular, spending a lot of time thinking about when you're going to seed and making sure that you seed um, at the right time. I know it's a crazy time of year. I know that you know that crop insurance deadline. Every every time the sun goes up and goes down, it's a day closer. And there's a lot of you know kind of anxiousness to get things going um, in canola in particular because it's a small seeded crop. You know, just take the extra time to make sure that you know is really today the right day that you should be putting it into the ground. This has been your real agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at
5: realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. We talk about human resources.
6: We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready, if the senior generation isn't.
5: talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. This official
0: 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, mainly sunny sky. Wind southeast, 20 gusting to 40, becoming light this afternoon. The high today, 29 degrees. Wind becoming east 20 overnight, the low 15. Tomorrow, partly cloudy. Wind southeast, 30 gusting to 50. And the high tomorrow, 27. 60% chance of evening showers Wednesday, the low 16. Thursday, sunny and windy. The high 25, the low 8. Friday, sunny with a high 21. Evening, periods of rain, the low 7. Saturday, periods of rain, the high 16, the low 7. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 16, the low 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high near 20. Normal high for this date is 20 degrees, the normal low plus 5. The sun rose at 5.05 this morning. It sets at 8.45 tonight and around the province the hot spot up north of all things Nipawin at 25 the cold spot Collins Bay at plus 3 Estevan and Saskatoon both 22 Swift Current 20 Weyburn 22 Yorkton 24 in Regina with sunny skies it's 24 that's 75 Fahrenheit winds are from the east at 13 humidity is 46% the barometer dropping 100.9 Sunny and Moose Jaw, 24. Winds are from the northeast at 7. Once again, Regina, Sunny and 24. That's 75 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal's Auctioneers. McDougalauctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable, SMHI isn't. A brown hybrid mustard is available to growers, which provides higher yields and other benefits. AAC Hybrid 18 was developed at the Agriculture Canada Research Centre in Saskatoon. Rick Mitzel is the Executive Director of the Saskatchewan Mustard Development Commission. You're
5: going to see it come out of the ground quicker than the... uh open pollinated they've grown in the past, it's going to develop quicker, it's going to get more root mass and more plant matter quicker. Germination rate is it's certainly higher too, you're going to get uh, higher yields at the end of the day and part of that is due to the more matter that's there quicker. The days to maturity will be similar to what guys are used to with the uh, uh, open pollinated they've been grown, it's in that 90 day uh, time frame so you won't see much change there. Uh, the other thing you, you'll see is probably is a more consistent seed size, uh, which is interesting for the processors as well because they really like that. So they're not having to uh, put in different screens for, for cleaning the mustard. So you'll see a more consistent seed size as well.
0: Sask Mustard is also working with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture on field trials to determine the optimum seeding rate and nitrogen response with the new AAC Hybrid 18 variety. As for mustard sales, exports to the U.S. rose slightly as consumers stocked up at grocery stores early in the COVID-19 pandemic. There could be a small downward trend in the summer with fewer live sporting events. Hot dogs with mustard are a favorite among fans at Major League and Minor League baseball games. However, even if there are games in July, there won't be any fans in the stands. But that doesn't mean there won't be more private barbecues as people flock to the outdoors following several weeks inside.
5: We'll probably see a little slippage on some of the uh, uh, exports later. And really, when you talk to the experts on exporting mustard, they feel that the mustard in the condiment market in, in the U.S., like, for example, in the dimes and stuff like that, isn't a real big factor. It's certainly a, uh, an influence, but uh, they're not too worried about, uh, about losing a whole lot of market share with uh, the mustard not going into that area this year.
0: It could be a different story in another mustard-loving country, France.
5: France has been off fairly significantly, and that's because a good percentage of the mustard consumed in France is consumed in restaurants. And, of course, with the COVID-19 thing right now, the restaurants have been shut for quite a while. So that's probably the one country where we've seen significant uh, change. But overall, when you look at our overall numbers, they're still pretty much flat from last year.
0: And as for mustard prices?
5: Yellow mustard's been strong. It's at a good price. The brown mustard has been at a at a lower price, uh, probably as low as it's been in seven or eight years and starting to come back a little bit now. I think the most current price I heard was 29 cents a pound. So it's making a comeback, which is what kind of we expected because it was pretty low and that it usually takes a little bit of time to work through the system and then the price comes back and and it bounces right back up.
0: Mitzel reminds farmers that the Sask Mustard newsletter will be moving online in June. The new edition will be issued in several weeks. Back in a moment. This segment of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and by the Remax Crown Realty Ag team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth online at landforsalesask.ca. Farm Credit Canada has announced $150 million in Canada's farm and food industry affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. FCC's Vice President of Finance, Rebecca Clark, says $100 million will go to a venture capital fund to help proven companies through unexpected business disruptions like COVID 19.
7: FCC announced a uh, $100 million new fund uh, in partnership with Forge Capital, uh, acting as their fund manager. That $100 million is for the Ag and Food Business Solutions Fund. And it's really developed for companies right now that have experienced some type of business disruption uh, in the current environment as a result of COVID-19 or, uh, you know, have have had another business disruption for any, any number of reasons that could be unrelated to COVID-19 as well. And so that fund is meant to... Uh, be you know a bit flexible and provide some opportunities to return those businesses to health to to be a bit more patient in terms of working with those organizations and businesses, uh, and really to you know provide an alternative means of financing for agriculture and food companies in Canada right now.
0: Could you expand a little bit on that? who really does qualify for this hundred million dollar support?
7: Yeah, so the fund will support any organizations within the ag and food sector, whether, you know, that spans a lot of organizations, whether, you know, crop input to primary production, to equipment, to aquaculture, (laughs) to to pretty much any industry in Canada working in that ag and food business uh, area. Uh, We also consider, you know, most, almost all stages of business. Uh, So whether you're a bit earlier stage working on uh, getting launched into, you know, a new marketplace or innovating or trying to grow your business, the fund will will look at all of those and obviously they'll want to see evidence that there has been a, business disruption to that organization, such as you know losing a major customer or supplier, uh, labor force impacts as a result of current environment, um, those kind of things that will qualify it for this business solutions fund.
0: Is there a maximum amount you can receive?
7: So right now, the maximum amount uh, in that fund is 10 million per, for an individual company. There'll be a number of companies that don't need that amount, Uh, And some larger organizations that may um, need that kind of support.
0: So, with ten million as a limit, that and a hundred million, that only limits you may be able to help what ten companies?
7: Yeah, and I I would say that not all companies would need that that size of support. Uh, That's the max that we've limited, but we anticipate there to be probably. You know 15 to 25 companies that are actually supported through this fund uh, most companies would require something smaller than that but that would likely come to the fund
0: can you outline some of the you you already did out but outline a few more of the businesses you expect to qualify
7: yeah so we would see uh, investing along the entire ag industry value chain again i mentioned things like crop inputs or primary food production Uh, through to food and equipment manufacturing, as well as branded food companies. Um, We'd look at companies that have, you know, established distribution networks and sales already in place. And we'd be targeting both sort of young and and mature companies that may be looking to find innovative solutions to enhance crop yields or that are critical to processing or packaging or distribution of uh, of foods in Canada.
0: On top of that, you've got another $50 million going to several venture capital funds. Outline that for me.
7: Yeah, so about a year ago, uh, FCC's internal venture capital strategy was to expand uh, our investment in venture funds within Canada that are supporting egg and food companies within Canada. And so over the last year, we've been doing uh, quite a bit of due diligence and investigation into some of those funds. And over the last oh, three months or so, we made investments of an additional 50 million into Uh, a few other venture funds in Canada. One was Ag Capital Canada, where FCC has invested $12 million in them. Investico, Sustainable Food Fund, uh, we've invested $20 million in their fund. And the last one was District Ventures, where FCC also invested $20 million there.
0: Rebecca Clark is the Vice President of Finance at Regina-based Farm Credit Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. Lee. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Myterra prices for oats gained $259 at $252.56. Number one red spring wheat went down $3.87 at two seventeen sixty-eight. dollars The rest were all unchanged. Durham two sixty-six thirty-nine, dollars Feed barley one eighty-eight seventy-one, Canola four thirty-nine eighty-eight, dollars Flax six twenty-nine seventy-nine, dollars Lentils six thirty-eight fifty, dollars Yellow peas two eighty-five eighty-nine. Feed wheat one eighty-two seventy. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose four and a quarter cents at $5.09 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now, the latest livestock quotations.
6: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 19th. We had a regular sale in Weyburn last week. The market has come back up on these butcher cattle. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.85. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.75. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from to a dollar 10 a dollar twenty four. We didn't have enough steers to establish a quotation, but we did have some heifers. Six hundred to six fifty pound heifers averaged a dollar sixty six and sold it to a dollar Six fifty to seven hundred pound heifers averaged a dollar seventy four and sold it to a dollar seventy eight. Seven hundred to eight hundred pound heifers averaged a dollar sixty two and sold it to a dollar sixty six. And eight hundred to nine hundred pound heifers averaged a dollar fifty five and sold it to $1. sixty-five. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
0: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices.
1: Ham sold 4,000 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 179 to 210 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,700 head, selling in a range of 175 to 208 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, May 16th are... Holy West 179, Maple Leaf 179.73, Hams Cash 177.73, Thunder Creek Burkle 168.72, High Life 178.25, and High Life adjusted to ten point seven two dollars per CKG. Hams Cash Hog price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down two basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.4094. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at $0.71.77 cents U.S. U.S. cash reference markets are mixed with the negotiated Western Corn Belt base up slightly from the previous Friday, while the formula base regions are lower. The Iowa Southern Minnesota formula came down $2.12 U.S. 100 rate relative to the Friday numbers, and both national and national adjusted references are down by $1.79. The spread between negotiated formula bases is stark. The massive differences can be in part attributed to the wild swings in pricing due to COVID-19 supply and demand disruption since the end of April. Lean hog futures traded in a lower pattern yesterday, and this morning they started off on a higher note, but do appear to be consolidating at current levels. The trade is called steady to lower in the short term, as lean hog futures have little reason to mount a rally. Plants are reopening, and most recent data shows all previously shuttered plants are operating at some level of capacity. However, capacity is not 100%. It will take time for plant utilization to return to full.
0: Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Australia's trade minister says his country doesn't want a trade war with China, but maintains Beijing has erred by imposing stiff tariffs on Australian barley. The move is widely seen as punishment for advocating an investigation into the coronavirus pandemic. China effectively ended imports of Australian barley by putting tariffs of more than 80% on the crop accusing Australia of breaching World Trade Organization rules by subsidizing barley production and selling the crop in China at below cost. The move also came a week after China banned beef imports from Australia's four largest abattoirs over labeling issues. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says the extension of the mutual ban on non-essential cross-border travel is an important decision that will protect citizens in both Canada and the U.S., Trudeau confirmed today that the border closure has been extended until at least June 21st. Officials and stakeholders on both sides of the border have praised the agreement as a successful measure in curbing the spread of COVID-19 while ensuring vital supply chains remain intact. On the markets, a broad-based rally helped Canada's main stock index post a triple-digit advance in late morning trading, while U.S. markets were mixed. The TSX Composite Index was up 223 points at 14,862. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 77 points at 24,520. The Canadian dollar traded for 71.99 cents U.S. compared with 70.95 cents on Friday. The July crude oil contract was up 26 cents at 31.91 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at $1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.